Welcome to sermons from St. Paul's Lutheran Church of Minot, North Dakota. St. Paul's is anchored in the message of Christ crucified for the forgiveness of sins, for the church and for the world. The following sermon is from Reverend Dr. Matthew Richard. The epistle is from Galatians chapter 5. But I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the desires of the flesh are against the Spirit, and the desires of the Spirit are against the flesh. For those are opposed to each other, for these are opposed to each other, to keep you from doing the things you want to do. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. Now the works of the flesh are evident, sexual immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmity, strife, jealousy, fits of anger, rivalries, dissensions, divisions, envy, drunkenness, orgies, and things like these. I warn you, as I warned you before, that those who do such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law. And those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Please listen. A foul-smelling accumulation of mental and emotional garbage. Repetitive, loveless, cheap sex. Frantic and joyless grabs for pleasure. Following trinket gods and foolish superstition. A fascination with magic show religions. Paranoid loneliness. Unsparing cutthroat competition. A never-ending, all-consuming, and never-satisfied wanting of material goods. An unhinged and brutal temper. A hard heart, refusing to love or be loved. A continually divided and fighting home. A heart that burns with jealousy, wanting to bring other people down around you. An unwillingness to submit personal opinions to objective truth. A vicious habit of depersonalizing everyone to a rival and creating a faction with everyone around you. Avoiding reality and running to uncontrolled addictions. Anyone living this kind of life will not inherit the kingdom of God. Yes, you heard that correctly. Anyone making a habit of these things, these kind of things, 
will not share in the blessings of God's kingdom, but secure a special place in hell. You have been warned. But pastor, you may say, isn't this a bit too extreme? Isn't this a too extreme way of talking these days? Now, dear friends, we are used to hearing stories of those old American preachers who preached those fire and brimstone sermons while clutching the pulpit. While there can be much to criticize about some of their theology of these old American preachers, we must admire their conviction how these older pastors did not care about scoring points with, well, the community itself or being liked by every parishioner around them. But instead, they had a serious conviction about the problems of sin. I'm afraid, though, that future generations will look back to our present generation, this present generation, and talk about today's ministers who preached not fire and brimstone, but pastors who wore Hawaiian shirts and preached unicorn and lollipop sermons. And so back to the point, is this too extreme to talk this way? The answer is no, it's not. The reason being, your sinful nature and mine are always active. Yes, indeed, since our sinful natures are always active, we must always be warned repetitively all the time. Today's generation, which is our generation, struggles with the sinful nature just as much as previous generations. And so, friends, let's be honest. It isn't as if the sinful old nature, the old Adam, is not present and currently active in our world and church and communities right now, today. And so today's warning that we heard here this morning is actually from the Epistle of Galatians. It was preached to us at the beginning of the sermon here. That warning is needed. Furthermore, Paul's warning from <clears throat> Paul's warning from the epistle reading should, as our ancestors used to say, it should scare the dickens out of you and me. Today's reading from the Epistle of Galatians should rattle your cage before it might be too late. Now, dear friends, you and I must heed the Apostle Paul's warning in the epistle reading this morning. Paul tells you and me very clearly that if we make a habitual, yes, a habitual practice of these kind of things, we will forfeit ourselves from the kingdom of God. In other words, if, well, if you are not careful, you can drive out the Holy Spirit from your hearts, harden your conscience, and let the old Adam have free reign and wind up in hell on the last day. Ah, but you may be saying to yourself, I do not do these overly gross and crazy sins that the Apostle Paul mentioned here this morning. My friends, be careful. Yes, be very careful. Yes, we would have to agree, and we we indeed do agree, that some sins are more dangerous than other sins. Murdering is more damaging than telling a white lie, no doubt about it. Anarchy is more hurtful than gluttony. Having an affair is more detrimental than gossiping. However, this is not the point that the Apostle Paul is making to you and me this morning. Instead, Paul is clearly saying to you and me, he's saying this. Dear Christian, yes, you who call yourself a Christian, walk by the Holy Spirit. Follow the leadership and the voice of the Holy Spirit is presented to you in the Holy Scriptures. And do not give in to the compulsions. Do not give an inch 
to the compulsions of your old Adam, your sinful nature. Do not live your life always to get your own way. Do not abandon the God that loves you. Do not get cozy with your selfish nature. Do not spit on the Spirit. Do not trample on the blood of Christ. Do not live in unbelief. It's important to understand that Christians do fall into sin quite often. There's no such thing, to be perfectly clear this morning, there's no such thing as a perfect Christian at all. For example, King David, he fell into horrible adultery with Bathsheba, and he also caused the death of Bathsheba's husband, Uriah. The great apostle Peter, he also denied Christ the night before Jesus was crucified. That is to say, the Bible is full of examples. We could spend the whole afternoon looking at example after example of after example of Christians who have failed in thought, word, and deed. However, to the point, even though many of these sins would be classified as great sins, adultery with Bathsheba, murdering Uriah, denying Christ, even though they would be considered great sins, they were not, I repeat, they were not committed in contempt of God. They were not committed with hatred of God in mind. Instead, they were committed, they're committed in weakness. Yes, they're committed with Christian weakness. Furthermore, when they were committed, individuals like Peter, individuals like Peter and David, they repented of their sins. And so the Apostle Paul warning, his warning to you and me this day is to be careful of going down that path of habitual, hard-hearted, stubborn, sinful rebellion. No matter what the sin is, whether it's great or small. In other words, while different sins can have different and drastic consequences in this life, all sin, no matter what it is, can exclude us from the kingdom of God if we make the sin and we commit ourselves to the sin with a hard-hearted, continual practice in our life. When we do this, no matter what the sin, we make the sin our friend and we deny our need for Christ. We deny our need for Jesus. And so if you find yourself caught up in a sin due to your weakness, repent, dear friend, and return to Christ. On the other hand, if you have made a habitual practice of a certain sin, making it normal or even celebrating that sin, knock it off. Stop pretending that you do not need Christ. Stop pretending that you're not a sinner. Repent and return to Christ as well. Dear friends, let's be blunt and truthful right now. When we read the epistle from Galatians and the Apostle Paul gives his warning to you and to me, it should drive all of us. It should drive every single one of us to Christ. It should drive us to repentance, beating our chests and say, God, have mercy on me. Have mercy on this sinner right here. Jesus, I need your forgiveness. Jesus, I need your life. Jesus, I need your salvation. I am nothing. I need you, Christ. However, if you hear that list from the Apostle Paul and you say, you know, I guess I'm doing okay, I'm better than most, then I regret to tell you that you have deceived yourself. You're just not that holy. Furthermore, beware of your pride and falling, and excuse me, beware of your pride and failing to consider yourself a sinner like everyone else around you. Beware, for Christ only dwells with sinners. And so repent and return to Christ. For in Christ you are crucified, in Christ you are baptized, in Christ you are risen, in Christ you have free forgiveness, you have hope, you have everlasting life, in Christ you walk 
by the Spirit. Baptized saints, as a church here at St. Paul's, we live and we walk not by our sinful nature, but by the power of the Holy Spirit working through the word and sacraments. And so what this means is this, that we're not governed here at St. Paul's by the deeds of darkness. This church will not and cannot bend its knee to any pet sins or personal agendas soaked in selfishness and the old Adam. For that would mean that we walk in darkness. Furthermore, this means that there's no such thing as a holy hierarchy here at St. Paul's. There's no such thing as a holy hierarchy of Christians here at St. Paul's. In other words, since we walk by the Holy Spirit, yeah, since we walk by the Holy Spirit, anything good in this church is not due to your or my own glory. How can we take credit for anything good when we all walk by the Holy Spirit to begin with? Think of it this way. If our identity is in Christ, which it is, and if the Holy Spirit produces love and joy and peace and patience and kindness and generosity and faithfulness and gentleness and self-control in us, how can there be any room for boasting in our, of ourselves? Indeed, how can there be any room for boasting of ourselves? If the Lord creates good works for you and me to walk in, how can there be any claim for personal, well, personal superiority? If the Lord gave us life, if He redeemed us, and if He sustains us, how can we not give all glory unto Him? And so, baptized saints, anything sinful in St. Paul's, it's on us. And we need to repent unto Christ. Indeed, repent unto Christ. And anything good in this church is because of the gifts the Lord brings into our lives. Gifts that He prepares in advance for us to walk in. Gifts that we get to bear. Gifts that we get to partake of as we abide as His children. And so, continue to walk in the Spirit, dear saints. Continually receiving the Word and the sacraments. Or repenting constantly of the silly tactics of your old Adam. And my old Adam as well. Together with your brothers and sisters in this church of St. Paul's. Let us be centered in Christ. Let us be centered in his gifts. Let us be centered in this unity of Jesus. In purpose and assurance that Christ, Christ is for you. That you belong to him. That you are baptized into him. And that you are forgiven. Baptized saints, you belong to Christ Jesus. You are baptized. You walk by the Spirit and you rest in the Lord's gift. You do not walk by the flesh, the old Adam. You belong to light, not darkness. You are a child, not an orphan. You are a Christian in Jesus. Because Jesus has done all things well for you. In the name of Jesus. Amen. A strong word bespeaks us righteous, bright with thine own holiness. Thank you for listening to today's podcast sermon. You can access a full manuscript of today's sermon from Pastor Matthew Richard's blog at www.pastormatrichard.org or visit St. Paul's website at www.stpaulsminot.org. The Lord bless and keep you.